I'm Janice Dean. I'm David Asman. I'm Dana Perino, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, September 10th, 2020. I'm Trey Yingst. COVID-19 cases are spiking in many schools around the world as one company looks to make it safer for children to return to the classroom. You know, we have early warning systems for many other things, uh, for tsunamis and earthquakes and even asteroids, things that, you know, we should have early warning systems for. Uh, but we don't have an effective, accurate early warning system for outbreaks. This is the Fox News Rundown, global pandemic. 40% of families don't have access to a thermometer at home. New technology for schools is finding solutions to this problem as it uses artificial intelligence to find and stop outbreaks. Over the next few minutes, you'll get the latest headlines on the global COVID-19 outbreak and hear from Inder Singh, the CEO of Kinsa. Starting first in Israel, where nearly 4,000 people tested positive for coronavirus over the past 24 hours. The Israeli government isn't taking serious action to stop the spread of a second wave, leading to numerous hospitals reaching capacity in the country. The Israelis may close down the country for the Jewish high holidays later this month, but experts warn the decision is coming too late. Now to Brazil, where 4.2 million total cases have been reported. Hundreds of deaths are still happening each day in Brazil, as the government is telling citizens that January is the target month for vaccine rollout. The head of the Brazilian Army Intelligence reportedly died of COVID-19, one of 127,000 people in the country who lost their lives so far. Finally, in Iraq, more than a quarter million cases have been reported. Iraqi authorities have implemented movement restrictions, hoping to slow the spread of coronavirus. Still, though, Iraq recently broke its own record, with 5,000 daily cases, and the situation is unraveling quickly. These updates are crucial to understanding the outbreak around the world. Each country is handling the situation differently, and many are trying to return quickly to normal life. In the U.S. and across the globe, many children have returned to school, But students, parents, and educators face new challenges. I think, simply put, they're trying to be both safe and educate their kids at the same time. This is Inder Singh, the CEO of Kinsa. And the question is how to do both in the context of a pandemic. Um, So they're facing very difficult decisions, I think, around reopening, uh, when to do it, uh, when would they temporarily close if uh, the outbreak in their area gets bad, Um, These are pretty challenging decisions, and they're even more challenging when you don't have great real-time data about the outbreak. You don't have an early warning system about what's happening. And that's something that you are trying to change. Talk to me about this, and where did you see the biggest issues, and how have you provided solutions to those problems? Yeah, I started a company, uh, Kinsa, uh, almost nine years ago, whose mission is to do uh, to solve that very problem. How do we create an early warning and response system for outbreaks? Um, you know, we have early warning systems for many other things, uh, for tsunamis and earthquakes and even asteroids, things that, you know, we should have early warning systems for, uh, but we don't have an effective, accurate early warning system for outbreaks. Um, and so, you know, when I started Kinsa, the real question was how to, how to do that. Um, today, we operate a program in schools that we call Fluency. It's a school health program that helps to address this. Um, we've run it in about 2,000 schools across the country. And through that program, uh, people can see aggregate information on where and when symptoms are spreading and how fast they're spreading. And the key tool, the key product that we invented to, to, to get at that data um, is simply put a smart thermometer. We reimagined the thermometer 
and we created a connected version, a version that doesn't just tell you your temperature, but it connects to an app and it gives you medical guidance. Um, what should I do right now? Um, do I need to go see the doctor? Do I need to go to the emergency room? Um, when can I take the next fever-reducing medicine? And so by helping people respond to acute infectious illness and having it connected all together, right, there's a network of many people out of school who participate and opt in, um, we now get to aggregate information on where and when symptoms are occurring, how fast they're spreading, and we push that information on back to the user, back to the school nurse. So they can see outbreak statistics. They can see the percentage of people um, at the school or in the class in the, in the, in the grade that are sick, um, and they can talk to each other. They can talk to parents, can talk to other parents to get more contextual information about what's spreading. The school nurse can talk to the parents. And the program's had great impact. Um, so in, uh, an example of this is in a study in Utah, we saw a 27% decrease in illness-based absenteeism. In another study, we saw a decrease in unnecessary emergency room visits. In yet another study, we saw a decrease in healthcare costs associated with flu and flu-like illness. Um, and you know, what we're doing here is not rocket science. What we're aggregating information across a population on you know, when and where are they experiencing symptoms and how fast is that spreading through the population, right? That's not rocket science. It's just, it's just doing the hard work of being able to talk to people um, when they first get ill, help them, and aggregate that information in ways that protect their privacy, fully protect their privacy, but give them context, right? If I'm a parent, I want to know what's going around. <laughs> is, is what's going around severe or is it just the common cold? Um, because I'm going to react very differently. And that's, that's the power of that program. What's the training like on a program like this? Do you find that it's easy to get educators and school systems up to speed on this product quickly? Yeah. So, um, again, we've run the program at 2,000 public schools over the last six years. Um, 80% of those are underserved Title I schools. Um, you know, and Right now, we've automated the process of onboarding. So it's it's been pretty straightforward. Um, part of that is just good design. We've spent a lot of time designing both the software interfaces as well as the hardware products. Um, and we get very, very high levels of use. So just to put a fine point on how widely used this program is, once it's implemented, 65% of participants um, engage with it on a weekly basis. It's not necessarily to take a temperature at a symptom. They also talk to each other, they talk to the school nurse, they get tips on, you know, if there's a, an outbreak, what to do in response. Um, those are the kinds of things that they interact with in, in, in the system. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been streamlined. Um, this year, we have 12,000 applicants already for a program. Uh, we only have funding for 4,000 schools. Um, the, the school, for the school and for the parents, it's entirely free. For any public school and for parents, it's entirely free. And that's thanks in large part to corporate sponsors, uh, notably in our case, Lysol. Lysol sponsoring um, something like 3,700 schools this year. Um, we're grateful to them. And, uh, and so it's free and it works and it's easy. You've been listening to Inder Singh, the CEO of Kinsa. We'll be right back. Yeah, I mean, it seems like you said, not rocket science, but a solution that gives this real-time data in a way that you had already been prepared for the possibility of a pandemic like this using this product before, and now 
it's ready to go, already being implemented and, and providing that critical information. Where do you see it headed from here? As more schools try to start up again and you see more students heading back to the classroom, do you envision that there will be more data points you're going to start collecting, uh, different ways that communication is going to happen because of the hybrid schooling that we're seeing, some kids at home, some actually in the building? Where do you see things headed? Yeah, I mean, we've had great luck in being able to distribute thermometers to families through this program, even when schools are not in session. So um, we use school feeding programs, and there's other materials that are being sent home to the kids. We've piggybacked on top of that. So we've seen great um, the promise that this can help a school principal, a local school leader make decisions, right? Imagine if you were a parent at a school and you're concerned about COVID, and you know, you look in the app and you can see that, okay, 25 or 30% of the population has opted in to participate. So now I can see trends within that population. I can see that there is a rising level of illness, but it's not severe, right? Um, no, one in the, in, none, no one in the population is reporting COVID symptoms. Well, maybe it's okay, right? Maybe it's okay to send the kids to school. And, and, and as an administrator, as a school leader, you now have powerful real-time data to make decisions, right? I can't imagine how hard it is for local leaders, whether those are school leaders or county leaders or state or governor's offices or mayor's offices, I can't imagine how hard it is for them to make decisions today that essentially pit lives versus livelihoods, right? Getting back to nor- normal, getting back to work um, versus saving lives. And they're doing it with very limited data, right? By the time the healthcare system sees a case, it's too late. That illness has already spread, right? Person one in the household may have had mild fleeting symptoms, but they never got sick enough to go see the doctor. Person two was asymptomatic. We're hearing a lot about asymptomatic transmission. Person three finally gets sick. Remember, there's an incubation period with COVID. It's up to 14 days. And then only, and the latest CDC data I've seen is that five to eight days later after you get symptoms, you actually, quote unquote, enter the healthcare system. You go see a doctor, you get a test, or you go to a hospital. And by that time, the flame of the outbreak has become an inferno, given how fast COVID spreads. A system like this, which is, which is aggregating data from those early, mildly symptomatic people, gets you far, far ahead of that and gives you a sense for how fast things are spreading, how, how much of the population is actually getting sick. And, and this is real-time data that, can, that you can be equipped with as a school leader, as a mayor, as a governor, to see um, what's going around and how to respond with policy action. Um, we've, you know, this is one of several programs that we've run. One is a school program. Another is a workplace program. Um, there's a number of big uh, name colleges and uh, even the NBA uses our product. Um, and so these are different early warning systems. One's in the workplace, one's in the school. And the more and more thermometers that we have out there, you can buy those thermometers via retail as well. All the major retailers have it. The more and more thermometers out there, the more and more we can hotspot and identify case surges early. Our data suggests that we have a two to four week leading indicator of case surges. So we can see on a county by county basis across the United States, when there's gonna be a surge in COVID-19 cases two to four weeks in advance. Now, some places we have better uh, data, other places we have weaker data depending on the number of people who are using the product in that location. But that gives you a huge advantage, right? Two to four weeks. In New York City, we saw the outbreak roughly 18 days in advance of the case surges, the first outbreak. According to Columbia researchers, 
Had New York City implemented implemented its stay-at-home order one week earlier, it would have saved 36,000 lives and a billion dollars. We all know how devastated New York is right now. That's the power of an early warning system. And that's the power of an early warning system at a citywide level. Now, think about it at a school level, right? Being able to control for those, to, to make decisions about when to shut down, when to reopen, based on real-time data in the population, again, fully protecting the privacy of all the individuals. This is all aggregated population-level data that is provided back to you, to the teachers, and to the principal. It seems like this sort of data is going to be critical for the U.S. to keep its head above water in the wake of COVID-19. Really interesting product and, and projects that you're all working on. Inder Singh, the CEO of Kinsa. Inder, thank you again for your time. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.